This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. So welcome back to Beyond the Bell Tower. This is Ricky Dows. Um, so I am here with one of our trio students, Jaquela Anderson. You probably know her best as Quayla. I know her as Quayla, and so that's what I'm going to continue to call her throughout the rest of this episode. So hey, Quayla. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Since the, like, what, four hours since I've seen you? Uh, oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, because me and Quayla, we live together, so it's just like... This is going to be basically us, you know, just sharing her story. So how long have you been at State and how long have you been a TRIO student? Um, this is my second year at State, so it's also my second year being a TRIO member. Um, I am technically a, like, senior, but it's like I'm a sophomore in my head because I've only been here two years. And I'm an English major with a creative writing concentration. And I'm enjoying it, except for I'm taking all of my core classes at once. And that's because of, you know, all the, the credits that you had from coming in as an early college student, right? Yeah. So it's like I brought in like two years worth of credits, basically, because you leave there with an associate's degree. So it's like I came with all these credits and it's like it kind of boosted me up to like oh so that that's why you're a senior like technically but you know you've been here two years so yeah you're a sophomore but a senior by credits yeah so i'm an ss yeah that's good don't tell anyone you're a senior by credits they will like immediately tell you like you're a sophomore <laughs> oh yeah i don't tell nobody i'm, I'm a whole second year i'm a sophomore to anybody <laughs> who asks so you were saying early college that is um how you got all your credits coming into nc state so, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about your early college experience and, you know, just kind of like bringing those credits in and having an associate's degree coming in to state. Um, early college, it was an experience. Um, only reason I, because like at home, it's like it's like three different high schools. So you get to put like which ones are your number one, number two, three and whatnot. And I said, and I got accepted to early college, which was good because it's like it's like a smaller setting, so it's like you get like a little bit more one on one time with your teachers. And I'ma say, it's like socially, and then like actually like learning material. But it's been a rocky thing because um, my freshman year at early college, it was I had like I was meeting new people, making new friends. And then, like, my mom was sick. She had um, lung cancer because she hard-headed and didn't want to stop smoking cigarettes. And so she died, um, like, during like, during my freshman year of high school. And, like, a, it, was, I think it was, like, a couple weeks after my birthday and, like, a little bit before my dad's birthday. And that was kind of rough. It was, like, an adjustment to get used to because it was, like, 
my basically like family friend aunt moved in with us to kind of like help because like my dad know what to do with me because he'll know like much about girls so it was like ending like feminine wise it was like left to like her and like um another um and then a friend of mine named ashley so they was like helping me keep my hair up help me with other girl things that my dad decided he didn't really want to be a part of. Yeah, because dads just don't understand sometimes. Like, there are certain things that, you know, mothers are there for that dads, you know, just can't, like, quite fill those shoes all the way. So I know you were missing, like, that influence of a mother, especially during high school. Yeah, because I was, like, in the middle of trying to, like, get my permit, and it was just, like... I think I got it before she passed, so, like, we good. But it was just, like, everything after that was, like, a mess. Because it was, like, I was, like, taking care of her and my dad. But then, like, once she died, it was, like, oh, I just got one prayer to take up. It was, like, one less headache to deal with. It was just a mess. I think I had broke down in the middle of the hallway. Like, I was, like, how you, like, dramatic? Like, oh, my God, like, you grabbed onto, like, the wall. I did that. So, okay, you mentioned that. You were also taking care of your father? Like, what what was going on with him? Was it like um, they were both sick around the same time, or was it just like your mom got sick and you were taking care of her, and then you were taking care of your dad? I think my dad got sick first. Then I think I think my mama got sick following that because she was smoking cigarettes every day, all day. Hard head stuff, didn't want to stop. Then she tried to stop, and I think she stopped, and then like, she went back to it. So then... I was take, kind of take care of both of them at the same time because my brother wasn't really doing a whole lot because Sean was doing whatever Sean wanted to do. And Sean had a kid, and then Sean was still doing whatever Sean wanted to do. So after, like, mom died, it was like I kind of just focused on dad because by then he was, like, I guess like a full-blown diabetic. So it was like he had to do his insulin shots, check his sugar, and then he's on, like, a, then he's on like, on, like, 30 medications I had to remember. So it was, like, every, like, night I had to, like... I think by then, by a certain time, I figured out how many pills and what pills, like, he needed by, like, memory. So, I remember I had to get him, like, Ambien. Um, dang, it's hard to remember now. But it's like, a, it's like a bunch of different medicine. Some with an M, some with a Z. It just... And I had to get him, like, some fish oil pills, and it made his breath stink. <laughs> like a random detail to remember. <laughs> It was like I had to like do all his medicines. Had I had to start giving him his insulin shots, and all this was going on like while you were still in high school. Like, what age were you approximately? Whenever like you were taking care of your dad at this point? Uh, fifteen. I think I had just turned fifteen. So it was like from like ninth grade all the way to like senior year, kind of. I was like taking care of him, waking up at like maybe four in the morning. Cause he had to go to dialysis and be there like around like seven, but I had to like get up and actually get up out of bed, go cook him something to eat, make sure his bottles are filled with ice, and he has some must to go, some must to drink to go with it. Pack his bag up, see so he had like his phone, his like a blanket, um, food, and then whatever else he needed, and then make sure he's ready. Like get like find him something to wear to dialysis because they gotta like. It was like it was like he had he had the port I think first he had it in his arm then they moved it like it's like near his heart basically because like the one in his arm kept messing up so make sure it was like they could like get to the little port and it was just like it was tiring because I then I had to get up and get ready to go to school and make sure I ate me something because like school, breakfast 
at school ain't always good. Yeah, so that's like a lot of responsibility for a young person to have, especially so young and like senior year, junior and senior year, especially because I know like my junior year, my aunt died and like trying to deal with, you know, SATs, ACTs and all those other stuff like during junior, junior year and senior year alone. That's like that's stressful. So like, how did you like deal with that? How did you deal with everything going on those last couple of years? Because I mean, obviously you made it through. You're here now. <laughs> so how did you like deal with taking care of your father and then like his eventual death, like while trying to also make sure you got into school? Um, I was just, I was just like, I guess just like just going by because like I kind of kept to myself as like a child. So it was like if anything was bothering me, I kind of like just talked to like my best friends or I just like um, turned to like, like reading stories or maybe writing as like an outlet. So where I could just like. Well, that makes sense. You're an English major now. So that ties <laughs> in together perfectly. Because like I would like also make it like this little like fake reality in my head and I'll sit in there for a while because then, then I'm not just like Quayla like being called every five minutes to go do something. It's like Quayla, you just chill and do what you want to do. And it was like, it was hard because it was, because like I said, it was, it was annoying having to be like called every 10 minutes to come do something. Quayla, come do this. Quayla, come scratch my back. Come pass me the remote. Fix me something to drink. Let the dog in. Getting like or like, cause my brother had a child, so like Sean was off doing whatever Sean wanted to do. Sometimes either either he was at work or he's hanging out with his friends. So like I was trying to like help my dad and watch my nephew, which is annoying, cause like he's a baby and it's like you can't leave him alone for so long. It was just it was just it was just extra. And then it got, I mean, it got better. But it got worse because then he started kind of going blind in one of, in his eyes or one of his eyes. And then my senior year of high school, well, technically it would have been it's my senior year, but with early college you could be you you're there for five years. But I was graduating early, so senior year was like my legit senior year. So, um, towards like the spring part of my senior year, uh, we was like planning for prom and then. I had got my letter from state saying I was accepted and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on senior year, like a bunch of stuff being thrown at you at one time. And so, like, um, I remember one day me and Dad had this, like, I, we brought up, like, his little physician mutuals thing. Like, they give you, like, a little funeral planning book, basically. So one day I was like, hey, yo, we need to, like, kind of, like, finish this. Or either he brought one of us brought it up. I'm assuming probably him. He probably knew he's gonna like something's gonna happen. So because he had like this bad feeling, and so we like picked out his colors, who was gonna be what, and like everything. And then March twenty fifth, no, I'm say twenty fourth, like that late that night, he noticed something like was off. He had like passed gas, but it won't gas. So it was like kind of. So we had to call my cousin. And we went to Durham. We got up there. We dropped after like a little wait in the way, like the emergency room part. They called him back. Then they was like, "Oh, your dad's having a heart attack." I'm like, "What?" Because <laughs> he didn't like show any symptoms of like, because like yeah, a, there's usually like signs for that. But like a couple of days before, he he was like he felt someone's like sit like on something like on his something was like wrong with his chest. Yeah, that's one of those signs. But it was just like it took like. How long was he having this heart attack? 
Because it was like, he said something like, he fell somewhere with his chest. He called the ambulance, whatever. They was like, the closest we can take you is the gravel. He don't want to go there. So they're like, we can't do nothing for you, whatever. Because we can't pass with so many hospitals. And so then, like, the, the so after that, this one, we took him to Durham. They're like, oh, your dad's having a heart attack. And he, like, told me, like, like to go. Because I was going to stay with my cousin, Pumpkin. And he was like, just go ahead, go with Pumpkin. I'll be okay. Um. And he said he he was he was like I love you, and I said some some I said some stupid but I said old oh, man in it, like and then like I left out. Oh, I'm about to I feel like I'm about to cry. I hate oh, this. It's okay if you cry. Honestly, I came close to crying during my podcast because you know I had to talk about Jasmine and everything that happened with her. So. You made me cry during that. I want to be like yeah. I, I cried for like ten minutes straight. And I hate you for it. It's okay. I hate me for it. Because <laughs> I don't show my emotions like that. And I know you don't either. Because we're both, like, silly people. We both laugh at, like, the stupidest stuff and just do crazy things to, like, deal with what we have going on sometimes. So it's like emotion isn't something that you show a lot. And I know that because I do the same thing. <laughs> but it's fine if you cry. It's fine if you show emotion. Because anyone who's listening right now understands what you're going through. Or they have, like, sympathy for what you're going through. And we get back. Um, I think we get there, like, we get back to, like, because my cousin lived in Henderson. So we get back to his house maybe like, one or two. Tell me why. As soon as I step toe in Punkin' house, and I don't think I put my bag down yet, I got a call. I'm just like, who calling me? What? It's, like, it's late. Who got my, who calling me? I answered it. And it was, like, it's this, like... Like who is this? Like whatever. I'm like this is like Jaquela Anderson. It was like you're like you're like father, whatever. And it was like somebody resuscitate. I'm just like what? Resuscitate? Resuscitate who? What you mean? Like I'm like in shock. I'm just like, I think I try to say like do what you can, but I couldn't talk because like I guess I was like shook. So I gave yeah. my phone to my cousin, and he's like, "What is?" It? I'm like, "I'm like crying." And I'm just like, "It's dead something doctors or whatever." And he's trying to talk to them. Then tell him why my phone cut off. Like probably like no, it dead. won't. It won't dead. Like <laughs> no, I think I think they finished talking about something, and then or either like my phone lost service because like playing living the cut. But it was like my card had ran out, so it was like I had to like refill my phone. And then like so by then they had like called like the next contacts. So I guess it was, like Diane. So all of us heading up to the hospital. There's like because I guess he died like. That morning to the, like the Friday morning, like how how now you start your Friday off? No, I started my started my Friday off with my dad dying. So like I text my friend, I, I, I was like my dad, I'm I'm not my dad, like dead dead or whatever. And she was like, what? What you mean? But yeah, we all get to the hospital or whatever, and I'm standing um beside Ashley. It was like the, the, the that was my brother's girlfriend at the time, and my stupid self was like, hey yo, guess what? She was like, wait, I'm like, I was like, we got something in common. She said, what? I said, both our dads are dead. But, you know, at first you were just kind of like in shock. And then the humor kicked in to like help you cope with it. Yeah. But yeah, after that, it was like, had to tell everybody at, not everybody at school, but like that the teachers know. Cause like we could, we had to plan a funeral. That was a mess doing all the like insurance stuff. It's like a lot. It's a lot because it was like because as soon as like we got back home, this the same day, 
my aunt was like, where is his insurance policy? I'm going to get this stuff out the way. He just died like five seconds ago. Can we at least have like t- 30 minutes? Like a second to mourn. Like, like let, can we let the fact that he is gone just sink in for a minute before we go into like the business as usual? Yeah. Pretty like, much. Like, I didn't mind, but I'm also just like, can you like hold up like five minutes? And that happens sometimes when like, well, not won't even say sometimes it happens like pretty quickly after someone dies because i know when um my aunt died i wasn't in the room with her but we were all at the hospital when it happened and so like basically like the second she was gone doctor was like okay so where do we need to move her so like they the hospitals in general some are pretty you know cool about you know giving you a few moments to grieve or whatever but for the most part like the medical business is exactly that a business so, like, you have to be like, hey, where do we move this body? Who's going to be taking care of this sort of situation? So, you, like, you basically lost, like, both your parents within the span of your, like, entire high school career. Basically. And I know that's, like, a lot for a young person to try and handle. And then, like, on top of all that, you're still, like... Trying to get ready to go to school. Because you said at that point you'd already been accepted into state. Yeah, I was, like, more focused on, like, trying to, like, get graduation and, like, start. Finals were, like, finals started in April for, like, Vance Granville because we graduated in May or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, dad dying. I have to go to class. I had to study for finals. I had to prepare for graduation. I had to make a speech because I was, like, salutatory. Same girl, number two. Yeah. Salutatory, yep. It was, it was a lot. So, like... Had you completed your FAFSA and all that by the time, like, you were starting to do finals? Because I know um, that, I mean, they recently changed the rules with FAFSA to allow, like, students to get it done in October. But we weren't the lucky few to, like, have that option when we graduated. It was, like, January 1st. So. Oh, I think ours, like. And if your taxes weren't done, you had to wait a little later to get those out there. Because I know personally, like. January 1st was when the application opened, Mm -hmm. but no one has their taxes or W-2s on January 1st. So I had to wait until my dad's W-2s came in, which was like somewhere in February. And then when he got his taxes done and then had the tax papers come back, which was around March. So I didn't turn my financial aid like FAFSA in until March. So like, how did you go about doing all that? So after my dad died and whatnot... Um, that the school knows, so like they know, I basically don't have any income, or like I don't have anybody's taxes to go on. Yeah. Um, but I talked to my counselor, and it was like since like both my parents are dead, and I don't have any contact with like my biological parents. Um, there's like I have like a special circumstance on my FAFSA, so it's like an answer. I got to answer no to basically every single thing on there. You say like I don't have anything to put for like tax information because I don't have access to it. And then I had, I think I had to send like a, I can't remember if I had to send in like a death certificate or like a piece of, oh, my mom was a piece of paper that said like, I'm basically like the people who raised me, um, they like, they were like my guardians and stuff. And I don't, and then, then so it's like, since they're dead, I don't have access to the information. So it was a process. I did it. I think I either finished it in March, March. I did my festival in March. 
Oh, I don't know. I can't remember if they didn't finish it in March or I know, April. I know, I definitely, like, I finished mine somewhere around March just because, like, no one has their taxes done in January. So I'm like, it was always, like, my senior year, I didn't know anything about FAFSA at all because I'm a first-generation college student. Mm-hmm. Go trio. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no one in my family knew anything about how to fill in a FAFSA or anything like that. But I did kind of have, you know, some guidance here and there from my parents when I could get it. So, like, you were basically, you were really figuring all this out on your own. Basically. I just had, like, my counselor and then, like, my cousin, because she was, because she used to be the counselor at early college. So, like, both of them, it's, like, calling people at stage, trying to figure out what I got to do, who got to sign what, got to get, like, two people, like, to write letters saying, like, they know me for this long, and then this is my situation. I guess, like, the proof that they, I won't lie in. I mean, but, like, why would I lie about my parents? I ended up, like, like, that's my... I would hope. They would think you lie about that. So, you know, obviously at this point, you know, both your parents had passed away and you said you didn't have any contact with your biological parents. So, like, what, who exactly were resources, you know, that at the time that you could, like, count on to, like, because, I mean, you still had March through August August to get through (laughs) before you came on campus or anything. So, like, that's a long stretch of time where you're just, like, chilling not knowing what to do. So, like, wh- who, what kind of people did you have as... Because, re- I mean, did you even have anywhere to stay? Um, We had the house. I don't know. Because, like, he was in bankruptcy. So, like, everything, like, the house, the car and stuff was, like, under that. So, it was, like, he couldn't pay them. Like, their, uh, I don't care if he paid them, like, their last payment, like, before he died. But it was, like, they're going to they gonna have to come take it whenever. It's been, like, almost a year. And it's still sitting there. But it's like they couldn't have they could have access like the one side of the house, and um, but it's like um uh, we had the house and while I was like that summer after that summer like of and whatnot, so I was like me and my brother was staying there, kept like the lights on the cable, all the like stuff we needed, but like I didn't know when they were gonna take the house, so it was like I. Packed up most of my closet and everything and brought it to NC State. Like, I had, like, six, like, giant tubs of stuff with me. Like, I was going to, like, live there for the rest of my life. I remember. You came in with your entire house, pretty much. Because I remember um, last year, like, Mm -hmm. you just came in and you had basically, like, a caravan of people with you. (laughs) And there was, like, your entire house, pretty much was in Bragaw Residence Hall. Anyone who's listening to this podcast who's lived in Bragaw, like, the rooms are big. They're not that big. (laughs) They're not that big to hold all the stuff she brought in. So it's like, that you had to bring all your stuff with you. Yeah, because I... I mean, you knew you weren't going back there. Yeah, because, like, I didn't trust my brother to, like, know what he was doing. So I'm like, I don't know when they come to get stuff, how long they don't let us, like, have, like, they might, like, the 30-day thing, like, get, get stuff out and go. I uh, got my cousin Amy to like take some of my stuff to her house, and my brother put some stuff in like storage. And so I was like, at NC State, I still kind of had most of my entire wardrobe and little knickknacks with me, and it was just like trying to think about that and like where I'ma live. And I end up um, in freshman year. Lord knows, is not like the time to be having all this on your mind. It is because freshman year is like it's been a hot minute since I've been a freshman. But I remember it's like <laughs> it's so much stuff you're figuring out where you between like finding out where your classes are, how to navigate campus, you know, 
figuring out where little community or like what communities you belong to or what you're going to be a part of and that sort of thing. So like all the typical freshman trials and tribulations on top of you trying to figure out, yo, Thanksgiving's coming up. Where am I going to be staying? Because I remember that conversation, like when it came, like as the holidays were getting closer, Mm -hmm. I remember you were just talking about like, I don't even know where I'm going to (laughs) go. And I remember I told my mom that and she was just like, oh, poor baby. She can come stay with I'm like, you're not bringing no more people in this house. (laughs) I look at here. I don't even know this girl. (laughs) At that point, I didn't anyway. Like, Like, we just met. But it was like, I ended up staying with my cousin, Amy. Um, She had like this little guest room that I was like going to stay in. But at first I was sleeping like on her couch. And then, like, they, she got me, like, this little, like, full-size little mattress to have in the guest room. And then, like, so even though, like, I was staying with Amy, it was, like, I was still, like, kind of, like, house hop because, like, my brother was still, like, dating Ashley around this time. So I go stay at her house with her mom and my nephews. Or I go stay at um, an old friend of mine. I go stay with him and his family because... They love me, <laughs> and they just I guess like one like in her like his mom really like enjoyed me over there a lot, so I I go stay with them, or like my best friend. So it's like I had people looking out for me, and I'm really glad for them. Oh, glad I I really appreciate them. Grateful is the word. You know what I said appreciate, <laughs> and that's what and that's, and that's what I'm gonna keep. You were like I'm really glad for them. I'm like grateful <laughs> is the correct term. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, yeah, you had your resources at home, and that's, like, you know, a great thing. And then got to NC State, joined TRIO. Met Ricky, whose immune system cost her, like, the first few weeks of school. Not even the first few weeks. The whole year. The the first semester. I was sick until February. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really appreciate that I have people looking out for me, even if I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so it was like, I, at least I had like somewhere to stay, somewhere to like get food. Cause I didn't know what I was gonna do for like Thanksgiving dinner, like who cooking what and where I'm gonna be at. And I basically kind of like house hopped for Thanksgiving. So I was like, I went to my friend house. I went to Ashley house. My aunt apparently cooked something for Thanksgiving. And then like, um, the f- guy family I brought up, her name's, um, D. She had cooked some stuff, so I went by her house. And my aunt said cooked me, like, a pan of macaroni and cheese, and I never got it. And I'm still upset about that to this day, and it's been a year. Um, so, like, being at NC State, um, it was, like, a home away from home, even though it was, like, small, cramped, and full of hair that didn't belong to me or my roommate, Ricky. That's another story entirely. <laughs> that's, that's a bad roommate experience. <laughs> But I was, like, glad that I at least had that to be able to, like, be in. I had, like, I had like a solid place to call home because I was going to be here for the next three, four years. So I was like, at least I have somewhere to be 90% of the time. And I had heard about TRIO um, during orientation. Somebody gave me this little piece of paper saying, hey, you're a first-generation student, and... 
all these other like resources and like financial aid they can help you with this and they just like and they have like counseling a little bit and then you have your academic coach who can like help guide you and like kind of put you in the right direction so you learned about uh trio through orientation and that's when you applied yeah i told i wrote because i i think it asked you about like your income and like are you a first generation student like all your info and whatnot and me, I think I wrote like a little side note. It's like I don't have any income. I, I think I, I think I wrote. I think I wrote. I don't have parents or something like that. And they were just like, join us, <laughs> <laughs> basically. And I remember um, your freshman year, my sophomore year. I was basically like for the first couple of like weeks slash months of school, I was sick, so I was sitting in the room a lot. Mm-hmm. And every time I turn around, you were like leaving the room, going <laughs> to some sort of trio. Of, I'm like, what in the name of Jesus is trio? I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it before. What is this organization? And you just like every time I like woke up from my medicated sleep, it was like <laughs> I'm going to trio. What? <laughs> Where is that? What is that? Yeah, because they had like, um, because I stress so easily and it's like, it's terrible. So like they had this little like stress, like one-on-one little event thing. And I went to that and they told you like how to cope with it, what to do. Um, They gave you like all these little tips and tricks and dealing with stress and when like, and to notice when you're like really back to like stress out. They had like a fine like a financial literacy one. They had um how to like study and like study tips and test tricks. And it's like it really helped me. Yeah. Because like none of us know how to study. We were all like those kids in high school who was just like, don't have to study. Still make an A. <laughs> like don't have to worry about it. College don't work like that. Yeah. So I don't I don't, I don't think I like I studied like I didn't even study really in high school, even like even though I had college classes. Yeah, no, I never studied in high school, ever. Everyone was just like, oh, God, Ricky, you're so smart. I'm like, no, not really. I've been guessing. I'm just, you know, I'm not studying. I'm not doing any work. I'm just (laughs) taking these tests and making A's. Don't know how, but I did it. And then thought I was going to do the same thing in college, and college was like, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. (laughs) But... Um, Because I was at first an animal science. I was an animal science major when I came to NC State. And that was last year. Yeah. (laughs) Last year, I was an animal science major. Um, I think I was on, like, the veterinary course of concentration. Mm -hmm. I switched that by, like, the spring semester (laughs) of my freshman year. year. You coded so fast. You took (laughs) an animal science class and was like, I'm out. <laughs> I think chemistry threw me off because I had to take like at least three, four more chemistry classes. Mm-hmm. That I think that's the main thing that threw me off. I feel like if I didn't have to take chemistry, I, prob- I prob- probably would have stayed. Probably. And it was like I wasn't like I wasn't even like in a real chemistry class. It was like prep chemistry. It's like <laughs> was it Chem one hundred and one? Chem one hundred and eleven. It's like prep into like. A chem, like a real chem class. I don't even know if chem 101 is a class. I, I, don't, just... I don't think it is either. Oh, okay. I don't know, but I know it was like, it was like, because I took it with another girl, like two other friends of mine who were like animal science, science, science majors. They did good. I struggled. Like, I was like, I had like no legs trying to like walk through like water. Like, that's how bad I struggled. 
and chemistry. And then that's when you like switched your major. I over. switched. I went some grades came in after like what December thirteenth or something. So you remember the exact date? And I hit Coda so quick, the little button. I was ready, and then I took like some English some English classes so let's see if I actually liked it, and I enjoyed myself. So it was a win win. Got got a little science in, said forget that, and I went straight to English, my little comfort zone. And you've obviously made it through because, like I said, you're here now and still with the trio. Um, so you know, obviously, their resources helped you out a lot, which is I saw that they were helping you out, and that's when I'm like, I kind of want to get in on this because <laughs> I'm pretty. I mean. Ugh. Still struggling. Yeah, I still struggle as far as like trying to figure out when enough is enough and taking care of myself when, you know, I'm doing all this stuff and getting stressed out and not mm-hmm. recognizing when I'm being, you know, pushed to my limit. So, like, I know Trio helped you figure all that out. And so that's when I was like, I'm going to join too. And I joined at the perfect time because, you know, that's when, when I got accepted is right around the time that Jasmine died. So it was like, I need that. I need the support system around me right now. And so, like, there were some <laughs> other things that helped you, like, deal with everything that was going on, especially, like, grief. Because, like, I know, like, how we deal with stuff sometimes. But, like, for anyone else, I guess, who's out there who's, like, dealing with grief, because you can't see her right now, but she's acting the fool right now. <laughs> if there was a camera in here, she's just sitting here dancing in this chair. And that's what that's what it is about Quayla and me. We both deal with, like, tragedy with comedy because we're both, like, clowns, <laughs> actual clowns. So, like... For anyone, you know, out there who's like, I don't, I know not everyone is the same way, but like anyone out there who's dealing with grief or any other sort of like tragedy during times like this, and they're still trying to balance being a college student, like, you know, tell them what you want to tell them about that. Um, utilize the counseling center. It is there for a reason for a purpose, and you must use it if you really think you need it. Because you use the counseling center. I used the soul out of the counseling center. At least freshman year, you definitely did. What was his name, Max? Max. I miss Max. Shout out to Max. Because Maxwell he made my roommate Brooks. Safe. Tall, kind of skinny white guy. Like, I really enjoyed, because I was so scared to kind of go to therapy, because I was scared I wasn't doing, like, what I was supposed to do. Which really there isn't like a thing you're supposed to do. You're supposed to you just go there and you talk. And like it's their job to like listen to you, try to put you in like the right path and like try to, I guess like try to understand you and help you understand yourself. Because if I feel like if I didn't go to the counseling center when I did, I I might not be where I'm at right now. I legit might be like somewhere locked up in a corner. Because freshman year was not my year at all and there are so many students on campus right now who are just like dealing with stuff that they don't want to tell other people so like it's a general feeling of students to just like not want to talk to their friends because they're like i've already you know told them about this or maybe like they're not going to understand or they're going to think i'm this or that and all this other good stuff so it's like they won't talk to anyone because like almost like holding it in, feeling shame or embarrassment or something like that. And you don't have to feel embarrassed to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, 
but utilize but please if you're feeling like really down or you just need somebody to talk to please go to the counseling center i'm actually going there now because i thought i didn't need it again this semester but i kind of do so i'm going it's like like the test of waters out to get back to how I was at the beginning of the semester. I was on top of everything. I was in this real good mood. Like you, I was on top of the world. And then then I hit rock bottom and I'm still kind of like struggling to get out. And I finally decided I needed to go talk to somebody. And I think that's also like a really important lesson to learn. Cause like, even if you use the counseling center and you're getting better and you're feeling better and it's like, yeah, I'm fine now. I don't need to do this anymore. We all have roller coaster rides throughout this roller coaster theme park that is college. So it's like you're going to have your ups and then you're going to have your downs. But as long as you're making sure to take care of yourself during your downs, like you're good. Yeah. So how are you doing now? Basically, you know, after everything that was happening, you know, your senior year, high school, your freshman year, you're now a sophomore you know, seasoned in your experiences. Just, you know, how are you doing now? Um, I'm, I can't, honestly, I can't really answer that because I never really know how I'm doing until, like, I'm in a certain spot. Because, like, as of right now, like, because of what, what, like, of all we talked about, I'm kind of, like, in this little, like, low mood because, like, I'm thinking about, like, my dad and stuff, so I'm getting kind of sad. And it's okay to be sad. But usually, I mean, you wouldn't, you can't really tell I'm down unless, like, you kind of, like, unless you, like, really know me and then you just see me, like, I guess, like, maybe lounging a bit extra than I usually do. But, like, to everybody else, I'm kind of, like, happy and chipper. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm just goofy. And I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, take it, like, day by day. So... And we have our apartment now, so we mm-hmm. get to live together for the next year, I think, because you're going to graduate next year with me. Yes. If I graduate next year, you, you we're going to see. You <laughs> you're not, you're not going to like leave me when we do this together. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got our apartment now, and um, so that's pretty much your permanent solution now for, like, where you're staying. But, like, you know, holidays and stuff like that, do you know where you're probably going to end up going? Um... It just depends on how I'm feeling and if I can, like, go home. Because it's like I have to rely on my cousin most of the time to get back and forth between, like, home and school. Because she works at Wake Tech. So it's like she's kind of, like, close to me. And it just depends because, like, usually she goes, like, on, like, this little cruise thing for either Thanksgiving or Christmas or both. So I just have to figure out what she's doing. But if not, I'm most likely just going to be at her house. And if she leaves her truck for me and I have gas money, I'm going to, like, be at my best friend's house. I might go see Dee. I might go see my nephews. I might just swing through our cola and see my aunts and uncles. Because, like, you know, because, I mean, like, technically, even though you are staying on campus and you do have, like... Somewhere to go? Yeah, somewhere to go while you're here on campus. You know, it's like... Once you go home, you're technically, you technically still don't have a home to go to. Yeah, I just, I'm like a freeloader, but like not a freeloader. I mean, they're family, but it, it doesn't feel like freeloading if they're family, I feel like. I feel like I'm free. I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm like not wanted there or like I'm like this extra presence that like nobody really like 
care about sometimes because it's just like once you start to start living with a person for like a while you start picking up on like vibes and like it just feels weird and I know I'm like I need to just get out of there so like I'm trying to like plan to like move out after like sometime after I graduate so I can like have my own place and feel like a little bit more welcome than I usually do and it's not like she's like saying oh you need to get out of here and all this stuff it's just like I know I can feel like it's time for me like go after a while I've been there too long and that's why I'm glad you were able to find like NC State and Trio Support Services because that's a resource that's going to help you feel like less of a freeloader or less of a burden so like if you know Trio is going to help you like what would you say how would you want people to help you in this situation because remember we were talking about like you know there's no shame in asking for help whether it's like your mental health or, you know, food, money situation. Like, at the end of the day, that's what TRIO Student Support Services is here for. So it's like, what is your, like, I guess, take on what students in similar situations, or even, like, you, for example, like, what kind of resources should they pull from? What kind of help should they ask for when they're going through something like this? Um, um, for those, like, in TRIO... I would say, like, talk to, like, your academic coach about what you can, like, they could put you in, like, the right path, like, maybe finding housing and just, like, finding, like, like helping you trying to, like, get, like, jobs, like, access to, like, certain resources that can help you out. Because I talked to Rebecca a lot about trying to, like, figure out where I'm going to go and, like, internships and stuff to, like, put me towards, like, a job that I can do because I got to be able to support myself somehow. And it's like, just find talk find one person that's kind of like, would like kind of be helpful or related to like your situation. And if they're not the right person, they, they'll point you to somebody. It's like, and then they might point you to somebody. But like at the end, you'll figure out you'll find like the right person to talk to, and they can help you figure out what you're gonna do, how you're gonna do it, when you're gonna do it, and everything else under the sun. And for like people like me who have a friend who is going through all this and maybe like, you know, if there's like a support system in general, cause like I know about your situation, been your friend for like a year and some change now. So it's like, I know the things going on with you. I know ways to, you know, help you in the times when you're getting in those low moods. Usually it's with humor cause I'm a clown, <laughs> I'm a jester in the same with you. So it's like, I know the things to help you get through this stuff, but like, other students who may have friends that are going through these situations and like what if they don't know that their friend is like homeless because they're not you know saying anything or not telling anyone what they're going through like what's something that they can do to help those people out um if they're not talking about being homeless but you have like the suspicion don't like be like pushy with it and try to like ask them questions because then they probably gonna hide it more and from there, I guess, like, just be supportive. Like, talk to them. See if there's anything you can do and, like, maybe your family could help with. Yeah, because I told you, my mom was like, <laughs> bring that baby over here. She gonna eat with us. And I'm just like, I don't know this girl like that yet. But at the same time, like... I'm not gonna kill you. That would have been, like, the thing to do. Is like, if there's someone who you're close to and you're a support system, the thing is, it's like, you and your family can help or maybe, like, you might know somebody who can, like, 
who can like help them out like you might have like a source like that you know personally or like you heard about and like you might go talk to that person about it to like let them know about like hey i have this friend i think they're homeless or they like and like let them know like their situation and then go to them be like hey i've like i'm asking before you can like do here's like this person i, I talked to him or her about you and what you got going on and if and you like feel free to like go utilize such person like don't be scared to um help if you can and also don't be pushy because like being pushy might not be like what that person needs yeah because i mean even though we're saying you know throughout this entire thing like you shouldn't feel shame to ask for help i know personally i'm a very prideful person you are so like if some like if no one knows I'm going through something, I'm most likely not. I'm going to try and hide it. I'm going to try and f- like make it look like I've got it all together. So it's like if you're pushing and you're just like, you know, if you need it, I'm just going to like sit here and like deny all of it. Because you do it well. Yeah. yeah. I'm an actress, obviously. I lie ex- spectacularly. Are you lying now? Exactly. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so um, we are coming like closer to the conclusion of this podcast. So, you know, I guess, you know, to basically tie everything together, if there was, you know, one underlying message of, you know, this discussion that we've had that you would want other TRIO students or students in general, students that may be, you know, not a part of this low income first generation community in general, like what would you want for them to get from this and take in and, you know, let marinate? That no matter who you are, what you have, what you don't have. Like, it just, I want you to know that you always got somebody watching over you. Like, you might not know it, and it might just be, like, school stuff, but it's always going to be somebody there to help you, no matter what. Beautiful. You're absolutely right. (laughs) There's always going to be someone around watching over you. And it's like, if you have your support system with some family, that's going to be where you go to. You know, you can go to your school resources. You can talk to one of your trio advisors. Or if you've got a kooky friend slash roommate that just, like, (laughs) makes your day a little bit better, you know, you've got them too. So... Um, thank you so much, Quayla, for sharing your story with us. I know um, bringing up a lot of those memories has probably like not been the easiest thing for you, but the fact that you did and are willing to share with other students so that way maybe if they're going through a similar situation, they can learn from you and your experience. Um, I mean, that's what we're all here for, basically. <laughs> that's what TRIO is, you know, helping other students get through these four years the best way they know how. Or maybe five, you know, six. However long it takes you to get out. <laughs> so thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I, I, I had a lot of fun. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, Our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.